to the Kids Ministry Circle podcast. Kids Ministry Circle is a community for kids ministry leaders to be encouraged and equipped to love and serve the local church. My name is Lauren Jackson, and today I am so excited for this conversation with Kim. Kim leads at a church that I have known about and have been watching via social media for a really long time, and I just love what they're doing, and I cannot wait to hear her share about the ministry that God has entrusted her to lead. And so uh, we're going to get her information and more, learn more about her just in a second. But I wanted to tell you that our spring cohort is open. It is live. You can register for our spring cohort. If you don't know what our spring cohort it, it is, it is a 12-week group coaching experience where you get to learn more about kids ministry, be in community with other kids ministry leaders, and hopefully walk away having grown in your own faith and in your own leadership skills as you continue to lead in your ministry context. So you can head over to kidsministrycircle.com slash spring cohort to register today. So now for our conversation with Kim. Kim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. This is going to be really fun. Thanks for inviting me. I am so excited. I think we have crossed paths, I don't know, maybe a couple times when I was serving at the church in Denver, and then we were serving at a church in Littleton, Colorado. And I feel like we maybe have run in the same circles or like been at the same event. I know for Mm -hmm. sure one of your team members gave me a tour at some point of your location and of your building Mm -hmm. as we were renovating. Um, I know I walked through the space because I saw the big garage. And so (laughs) I like, I know for sure that that's happened, but I would love for you to tell our podcast listeners about who you are. How long have you been in kids ministry? How you got started in kids ministry, where you're currently serving and really anything that we should know about you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I um, am at Mission Hills Church in Littleton, Colorado. I am currently the kids director. So oversee all things birth through fifth grade. Um, I have been at Mission Hills um, as um, or a part of the kids team for 15 years. So all my kids ministry experience has been here at Mission Hills. Um, I did way back in the day. Um, I graduated with a youth ministry degree. So I always had um, just a passion and a desire to be in full-time ministry. At that time, I thought maybe it would be more in a parachurch um, urban setting and um, and had a little bit um, of ministry experience in that, but then um, did some parachurch and then stayed home um, when I had my daughter for a few years. And then I was pregnant with my son and an opportunity came um, at Mission Hills to be part-time associate kids director. And I just kind of knew it was time for me to um, get back to work and part-time sounded lovely. Um, with um, a little girl and a little boy on the way and had family to support that decision. And so 15 years later, here I am still at Mission Hills and um, serving in the church that really I grew up in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love being a part um, of the staff here. We've seen just a lot of changes through the years as we um, moved buildings, have grown, um, and just learned a lot about kids ministry and what that looks like. But so yeah, started out as an 
associate kids director, and then um, oversaw like birth through preschool, and then um, now just currently in the director role. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's great. So when you started as the associate kids director, mm-hmm. how many staff members were on the kids team? Oh, uh, that's a great question. There were five of us. Okay. So no, 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 four. Just okay, four. four. Yeah. Okay. So, we have so how many? Yeah. How many do you have now? Oh my gosh. I should really know the answer to this <laughs> question. Um, I got to count. Um, we have 12 people on staff, 12 people on the kids team. Yes. That is mm-hmm. incredible. I love yeah. big teams and I love, I don't know, I'll brag on your team a little bit because. I've just, I've watched you guys via social media, which sounds so weird, Uh but like when you do, at least from my experience, when you do ministry in the same city as people, it's so fun to cheer for them. And it's so fun to watch what they're doing. And then like, we moved away to Texas for a couple of years and I still followed you guys. I mean, through the whole pandemic and all that was happening, like you, you and your team has always been one that I was like, look at what they're doing. This sounds so fun. Like, like cheering you guys on. And I feel like you and your team have really done a good job, at least from my like outside perspective, have done a really good job of putting people in the right spot that amplifies their gifting. Yeah. Like you have, I think, I think her name is Jen, who's over like mm-hmm. kids worship. And I'm like, how yeah. sweet is that to, to be able to say, Hey, you're so gifted in this area. Like we want to allow, we are allowed to, and like by the grace of God, given the financial ability mm-hmm. and the willingness to just create a role for her to really thrive mm-hmm. in, in her gifting and really create a team where you don't have to have all the right answers. Like you can work with this team of people and say, oh, you're gifted in that. Let's do that. You're gifted in that. Like, let's give you space to do this. So I've loved watching your team really excel in the areas that God has given them gifts in. And so that's really cool. So I'll share that. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, and one of the things too, is that a lot of our kids staff, um, they started out in a serve team role or in a Mm -hmm. volunteer role. And, and then from there, we've been able to invite them, um, to be more, you know, to be a part of the staff. And so always be on the lookout for those people in your ministry that are just serving, um, during weekend services or in another Mm -hmm. ministry area and see how they can bring value to your staff team. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so encouraging. All right. So, the reason that I wanted to invite you on the podcast is because we are in this little mini series this winter slash beginning of spring talking about summer because January hit Christmas is now over Easter's like a little bump in the road, but summer is coming and many kids ministry leaders are beginning the process of planning their summer programming. And I would love to hear about what you guys do at mission Hills. So Talk to us about your camp is, I don't know, I would say a little bit unconventional because it's mm-hmm. not the like typical VBS and I, well, I'm not going to give it away. I want you to be able to tell what you mm-hmm. do. Uh, and so a lot, we've been kind of toying around this idea of 
what if we what if we thought outside the box for summer? And yes, VBS has been around for decades and it's so important, but we don't want to always do what we've always done just for the sake of what well, we've, we've always done it. And so I would love for you to share about what you guys do at Mission Hills, how this new camp idea and environment came about. So why don't you start with that? Yeah. So every summer um, we do a four day sports camp, um, which is for kids um, kindergarten through fifth grade. And um, so basically elementary school and it, it is, I mean, it very much has um, the components of a, of a VBS. We just mm-hmm. kind of take away the craft aspects, the um, classroom aspects, and we insert sports into those um, spaces. So we still have a large group experience. We still, um, you know, do, do the snacks. Um, but for about half of our time together, the kids are in specific sports, um, that they've chosen. And, um, so we do, we offer the different sports we offer as of now, cause this mm-hmm. has changed over the years is we do, um, basketball, soccer, uh, street hockey. We do cheer and palms. We do golf flag football. And then we have a separate, um, program, well, separate opportunity for just kindergartners that we call team K. So it's not a specific sport, but they're, they're doing relays. They're doing, um, introduction to the, to the different sports. They are doing tons of movement, um, and obstacle courses, all, you know, all the things that are just age appropriate for kindergartners. So kids get to choose what sport they want to participate in. We might have to maneuver a few um, of their wants, depending on, um, you know, how late in the game they register. But um, that is what we offer. Um, Yeah. And I, for four days, it's a Monday through Thursday in the morning, nine in the morning to 1215. So I feel like kind of your typical VBS hours. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's what, that's what we do um, here at Mission Hills. That's awesome. How did this new summer program come about? Like, did you just like notice, well, kids want to play sports? Like, did you notice, Hey, the craft is really hard sometimes during the week. Like, how did this idea come about for sports camp? Yeah. So we've actually been doing sports camp. Um, we did, I believe the first summer we did, it was my first summer on staff. So we've been doing this for 15 years. Yeah. But it started in partnership with a ministry called Unchartered Waters, who actually they, um, they came in and we were a host church for their summer staff and they put on the camp for us. Okay. So that's, really how we, um, began this ministry. We probably partnered with them for two or three summers. And then as we saw them do it, um, the director at the time, Heidi and I were like, this is something that we can pull off ourselves. And Mm -hmm. so, um, so then we just purchased their materials. Um, I think that was the first summer we didn't invite their staff to join us, but we purchased their materials. And then from there, we just, um, every year 
kind of crafted it to, to meet our needs and um, our space and what, whatever. So yeah, it was a partnership with a ministry to begin with. And then from there, we could really see like, we live in a community that sports is a big deal. Kids mm-hmm. are already active in sports. So we were just playing off of what kids, what we knew kids already enjoyed um, and could look forward to doing at church too. Yeah, that's so fun. And living in Colorado, you have the perk of, oh, it's okay to be outside in the summertime Uh because especially in the morning during the summers, because it's not scorching hot. So you can really utilize the outdoor space. Mm -hmm. Uh, How, now I'm assuming that like your kids ministry staff, they're not all, they don't all excel in like field hockey and Mm -hmm. (laughs) basketball and golf. And so how do you bring in volunteers, whether that's local school coaches, like what does that look like to really bring in the people who know how to play golf and Mm -hmm. know how to do palms, like all of those things, what does that look like to invite the community to participate? Yeah, it really is an invitation um, to, to just um, invite people and we invite people from our church. So everyone that participates is, um, a part of mission Hills church. Um, we are a larger church, so we do have, um, maybe a larger, um, group of people to, to pull from and to invite, Mm -hmm. um, which is always helpful, but through the years we've had different people in different, um, in different sports. And we find that once you find the right people, they're going to continue to come. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of dads that they block off this week to be a part of sports camp because they just love it. And so, um, we have a few people on staff that, um, have more expertise in different sports. So, um, one of the um, young dads that is on our communications team. He loves flag football. So every year he's our head coach for flag football. Um, one of our kids staff is, um, a hockey coach with his, with his kids. And so he does street hockey for us. So we do find people that have a little, um, understanding and background Mm -hmm. in, um, that particular sport to be the head coach. But then from there, we let our serve team and our volunteers know that you do not have to be an expert in the sport. We will provide you with um, the drills and the activities to do. And so, um, you know, we definitely have some people that were former athletes or coaches, but we have a lot of people that are just like, yep, tell me what to do. And I'm going to jump in and I'm going to be active and have a ton of fun with the kids. We let our families know that this is not like a a camp that you would find at the local high school or a Mm -hmm. local college. Like this is super, just, we, we will do some drills. We'll have some fun, but it is not an instructional camp that you are paying the big bucks for. So, um, we have to, yeah. we have to preface that as well, but yeah, this is, yeah. this is just for fun. They will get no scholarships yeah. based on their attendance at sports. Yes, camp. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. So shifting gears a little bit, talking about planning and preparation, this is being recorded at the beginning of February. So mm-hmm. talk to me about what your team is doing right now to prepare for sports camp coming up. Cause when is, is your sports camp in July, June? It's the very beginning of June. So, okay, so yeah. it is right it's after school ends here in Colorado. Okay. Yeah, it's a week after school gets out. Yep. Um, and we actually are a little intentional in that just so that um, this 
the kids team is not, um, so that we get a little bit of a break in the summertime mm-hmm. too. So the, all the hard work is put into, um, into camp and, you know, late winter, early spring, then we do camp and then we get a little time, um, to enjoy summer as well. So, um, I love and that. then also weather wise for, for Colorado, that works the best. Um, um, and it has worked well for us. So we'll continue to, um, press our luck with, with the weather in June in early June. But, um, so as far as planning goes, um, about this time, so, um, beginning of the year, we're just really confirming what, um, what our theme and what our stories are going to be. So we typically purchase a VBS program. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from the there, we will pull out, um, what we want to use, um, as far as the stories and, um, small in our small group, um, activities. And, um, we're adjusting, we, we often will, um, we'll take a theme, the same theme, but we'll change graphics and, um, maybe the memory verse. And Mm -hmm. so we really use, um, whatever VBS we purchase, we really use it. Um, just as kind of a base for then um, making it our own. Yeah. Um, so that's what we'll do right now. Um, we're just confirming what stories we want to teach, um, what our main theme, main bottom line is for each day. And then in about mid-February, we'll get together with the whole kids team and plan um, a half a day away. And that's where we will get out our evaluation from the summer before and really just look point by point at each of the things that we wrote down um, for our evaluation, what went well, what didn't go well, what what ideas we had to do things differently for the follow for the next summer. And we'll just really pick that apart. Um, we'll start assigning specific roles for each of the kids' teams. So whether that is like you are responsible for um, getting serve team to do pre-camp um, assembly of you know resources and supplies whether you're going to be responsible for the ordering of all the snacks um, someone else might be responsible for um, creating all the small group activities so everyone has a different role probably by about mid-February to late February mm-hmm. that they begin working on um, we have a registration day. We typically, um, max out, um, as far as capacity. So, um, we always have to publish a registration date and within about seven days of that, we're pretty full. So then from there, we can move on to doing all the details about getting kids in their small groups. Um, we are very intentional in making um, sure that a kid gets assigned to a small group with a friend. So mm-hmm. on the registration, they're allowed to, to um, recommend or request a friend. Um, and we'll make sure that that happens. So there's a lot of details that go into even just the registration and the, um, the um, figuring out our small groups um, because we're really intentional in making sure that um, small groups are consistent with their with their coaches for the week so um does that, that give you a good yeah starting point or there other I think that's that <clears throat> no I think that's really helpful I think I love the idea of taking the morning away and we'll get to this a little bit later in the podcast talking about the debrief process mm-hmm. um of just the 
process of saying, okay, let's pull out last summer's evaluation and let's really look at it. Cause I feel like sometimes people get to this planning phase and they're like, what happened last summer? I don't remember what happened, what went well, what didn't go well. And they forget to have this evaluation step and this debrief process that will really set them up for success the following year. And so I love that you guys get away for half the day and really think about that. And probably I assume that maybe those aren't super fun, great conversations of like, maybe someone totally dropped the ball in this area or this didn't go well, or we had this great idea and it kind of flopped, like all of those things that are just more difficult conversations to have with the team Mm -hmm. and holding the attention of, yeah, these things didn't go well. And so let's try and fix them for this next year. Um, And so just pushing through in that hard conversation so that this next summer is the best that it possibly can be. And so I love that. Um, How early do you register people? So this year, let's see, our registration will be mid April, just right after Easter. Um, so that gives us about six to seven weeks, um, to have specific names of kids that will be coming to camp. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, um, it is a pretty quick turnaround because we do, I mean, we order t-shirts. So, um, within about two weeks of that registration date, we have a pretty solid understanding of who the kids are, um, what we need to purchase, um, what great, you know, what specific sports they're going to be mm-hmm. in. Um, we have, we cap our different sport. There's different sports and, um, like we can take more our kids in basketball. We don't have, we only have certain amount of field space for soccer. So yep. we have to be super, um, specific with how many kids we can handle for each sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically, um, we, we are able to at least, um, allow kids that are on a wait list, a spot at sports camp, whether or not that's their first choice of sport or not. Okay. Um, then they make a decision if that's something Mm -hmm. that they want to participate in, but, um, yeah, so registration happens early on a Tuesday morning. And that is like, everyone's got that date on their their schedule on their calendar. So yeah, that date's more important than the date of camp. It seems like, but yeah, um, I'm sure behind the scenes, there's like all these group texts of moms being like, did you register your kids? Did you register your kids? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We know that to be true for sure. That's the best. When (laughs) do you start recruiting volunteers? Because obviously to take on this many kids and this many activities, you need a really robust team of volunteers. What does Mm -hmm. that planning process look like? Yeah. So probably, um, I would say by the end of this month, I will, um, communicate to everyone that has served, um, that served last summer and, um, we will start allowing them to register, um, um, for serving this coming, um, summer. Mm -hmm. So that's the first group of people that we reach out to. And then after that, we make, um, registration for serve team live on our website and they can, um, I mean, we definitely have lots of areas that people can serve, um, as far as from registration to snacks, to specific sport, to pre-camp, um, help, um, to snacks, what, you know, all, all the things. Mm -hmm. And so, um, 
we do give a little perk for those that um, commit to serving prior to our registration date for campers, then they get to register their campers um, before that, that live registration opens. That's nice. Um, and so that is, that's a perk that, um, that a lot of, especially moms, but, but a lot of families will take advantage of. And they're like, mm-hmm. yep, I'm in. And, um, and thank you for letting, you know, us register our kids early. So, um, but we are always up until we do, um, we get to a point where about two weeks before camp, starts, we pretty much close registration um, for serve team because we are, you know, very intentional in assigning um, kids to specific coaches and, um, Mm -hmm. and volunteers. So, um, and we like to have all our, all our ducks in a row, as far as name tags go and um, our serve team training then is a week prior to camp. Um, So yeah, we're working. I I would say from the beginning of March until mid-May to, um, to recruit and invite people to, to join us. And, um, but we do have a lot of people that return from year to year, That's awesome. which is great. And we also utilize, um, our middle school and high school students. And so we get a huge number of them wanting to serve as well. Um, and, and we love, we love that because the kids love having, having them be a part of, mm-hmm. of the camp it just changes the, the dynamics. So, oh yeah. yeah, that's so fun. I love, I love just the intentionality behind those little things that make serving a little bit easier. So it's like, Hey, mm-hmm. if you sign up to serve, we want to make sure that your kids get in and that you don't have to try and sign up when everybody else is signing up. And so that pre-registration for volunteers kids is just one way to show your volunteers that we see you, we value you, we want you to be able, we want this to be an easy sign-up process for you because you are serving and we feel like that's important. And things like the training that you put on the week before camp, stuff like that are just small ways that you can say, hey, we see you, we're thankful for you. We're trying to make this as smooth and as fun as it possibly can be for you to serve. Um, and I think a testimony of that is that people keep coming. They want to serve year after year. And I think the point of asking people to return, like that being like your first point of contact of saying, Hey, everybody who served last year, we're getting ready to start having signups for volunteers again. I think that's a really smart idea that sometimes people miss, they miss asking people to come back and they just open it up to the whole church. And that, that first ask sounds, I feel like to me, it sounds a little bit more personal of saying, Hey, I saw you last year. You guys killed it. You did such a good job serving. We want you to come back. And I think those, those little things make a much bigger impact than most leaders understand or believe or can, um, see. So mm-hmm. that's really yeah. how you care for your, um, for your volunteers is so important. And, um, and yeah, a, a big part of our budget goes to feeding our, you know, feeding mm-hmm. those that are serving and, um, and just giving them yeah extra little perks throughout the week. And we do, um, so because of our camp, because our camp is only for kindergarten through fifth grade, we also, 
we do have a, what we call kids camp. And that is only for our volunteer kids that are younger than kindergarten. Nice. And so um, there's a place for their younger kids to, to go. And that is super intentional. Um, and it's kind of a mini sports camp. Um, so a lot of parents will serve um, because there's, you know, because their younger kids are taken care of too during, mm-hmm. during that time. So, yep. um, and that is, I mean, that's a huge undertaking in itself. And, um, but yeah, how you care for your, for your volunteers, your serve team is, is just super important. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. Uh, one other question that has kind of been like circling around in terms of summer programming is mm-hmm. this idea of, VBS and sports camp and kids camp and all of these things that happen during the summer are drop-off events, right? Mm -hmm. Parents can choose to drop their kids off and how, like walking this balance of, we want the parents to be equipped as the primary spiritual voice, but Mm -hmm. also we want to create a really fun and exciting event where we bring the gospel to life and these kids walk away knowing more about God from a camp experience or an environment. And so how do you guys hold the two together and say, we want to make sure at the end of the week, parents are still that primary spiritual voice. And so I would love to know how you guys weave that in throughout sports camp and how you're equipping parents to continue the conversation after those four days are over. Yeah, that's a great question. And on our registration, we actually ask that question of parents. We ask if they are our regular attenders of Mission Hills Church, if they attend a different church um, in the area, or if they don't a church, um, don't attend church at all, mm-hmm. and so that gives us a good idea of how many kids are coming that um, don't have a church background or mm-hmm. church isn't a regular rhythm of their week or their month. So. Um, and we definitely see, um, a good number of those kids and, um, and we're so thankful for that. But, um, so a a couple things, um, I would say in the, so we do a whole registration packet pickup. So parents come and they pick up their, um, a registration backpack. Um, each kid gets a backpack and it has stuff, goodies in it. And, um, information about sports camp. And that's before camp, they receive that. And so in that packet is, um, even just the music that we're going to be playing Mm -hmm. for the week, our worship music. And so do you put it on a CD? Uh, we used to, we used to put it on a CD. We, (laughs) and now we just put the spot, we put a QR code for a Spotify. You guys are so (laughs) smart. I'd be like a CD. (laughs) I know. So, um, so that's just one way to just even get music in, in their homes and Mm -hmm. the kids. I mean, that's one of their most favorite parts of, um, sports camp is our large group rally and our worship time. And so they get excited to listen to that. So, um, there's that. We also give, um, the families what our memory verse is going to be for the week. And, um, so that they can start, um, memorizing that together. And, um, so those are two things that they get pre-camp. Um, when they come to camp, 
then um, the first day we give parents our a family guide. So we do this during, um, you know, with, with our weekend services every mm-hmm. month, just an overview of what we're teaching and then some conversation starters or activities to spur on conversation um, within, you know, the week or the month. And so we do that at sports camp too. So on Monday, every family is leaving with a family guide and it'll have the whole week's um, Bible stories, what the theme is for each day, and then it'll have family challenges or conversation starters or some things, um, you know, to review from what we know and hope that um, the kids heard and talked about um, during sports camp. Um, So we offer that as an opportunity for parents to know what we're doing um, with their kids spiritually during the week. we present the gospel on Wednesday in our rally, and um, we have kids fill out a response card. Um, we every year we try something different just to you know see what works best. Um, mm-hmm. So we used to always have kindergarten through fifth graders do the response card. We were realizing that that was a little difficult for our younger kids. So this past summer, we did only second through fifth grade, did a response card. And then we go through those cards and we pull out the kids that either have more questions about um, what it looks like to walk with Jesus, or um, we also pull out the cards um, of kids that um, marked that they said, yes to following Jesus for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And then on Thursday morning, we follow up individually with every one of those kids. And um, just talk a little bit more about what they heard, what they understood, what questions they have. And if we really feel like a kid can um, can comprehend what the gospel message was that they heard and that they accepted that, then um, then we celebrate that decision and we send home a devotional. We've done Bibles in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, we've done devotionals and, and a letter from the kids team talking about what this decision means for their child and what are some next steps um, for you as parents as you continue this conversation at home. So um, there's another touch point, hopefully for parents, um, especially with those who have kids that um, made a first time decision to follow Jesus. So Mm -hmm. those are a few things that we do. um, And I'm sure there's lots of, you know, lots more of ideas um, from other you know, that other churches and people would have as well. But those are a few things that we consistently do. Yeah, I love the proactive intentionality behind partnering with parents. So instead of waiting until Thursday or Friday to like send stuff home and say, here's what we talked about this week. It's mm-hmm. it's you saying, no, we want parents to start having the conversation first if they choose to, because some of them won't. Right. But If they choose to, it's all set up for them. They know Mm -hmm. every day. They know the memory verse. They know the songs. I mean, I know for our family at our church, we also did a Spotify playlist for kids camp last summer. Mm -hmm. And I I kid you not, I played that playlist this morning. And it's February. (laughs) Like we are constantly listening to those songs. And my daughter was too young to even be in the main session. I mean, they got to go because she was in like the preschool part. So they still got to go to the large group, but like they weren't even in the whole thing. So it's, it's the proactive intentionality, which I think I love seeing. And I like, am a huge fan of, of saying, okay, parents, 
here's what's happening. We want you to know first. We want you to be able to sit with your kids at dinner on Monday night, talk about what they learned that day, but also talk about what they're going to learn the next day. And be like, we want parents to say things first. We want them to be able to talk to their kids first before they start getting it from any other people, whether that's trusted voices or not. Like we want to really help parents win in that environment. Um, Okay, I do have a quick follow-up question. What does, I love the concept of taking those decision cards and taking Mm -hmm. those cards, but then following up with those kids, what does that look like? Is yeah. that like your kids team pulling kids aside? Like, what does that follow-up process look like? Yeah, so we do have one of um, one staff member that's in charge of this. So they're in charge of finding a team of people that would be available on Thursday morning um, to go out and um, and pull kids aside. So um, that that's a mix. This is where like our um, our bigger staff mm-hmm. um, from Mission Hills can get involved during the week. Um, our pastors will come and do that. It, it's a couple hours on Thursday morning. So they might not be able to commit to the whole week, um, but they can commit to this Thursday morning and having some more intentional conversations with kids. So yeah, we pull aside um, a group of um, people willing to do that. And then we um, give them kind of an overview of specifically what was um, presented on Wednesday. In the um, the last few years, we've used um, a video to present the gospel, and so we'll provide that for them so they know exactly what was you know mm-hmm. said and 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 um, how it was said. Um, and then we'll give them cards and, um, the card has what sport they are in and what grade. And then we, um, even go a step further and put what small group they're in so that, um, we can find the kids really quickly and they just pull them aside and have a conversation, um, depending on what they put on the card, whether they have more questions or whether they said yes, um, made a first time decision to follow Jesus. And then we ask, um, each of those adults to write a little note, like as Mm. far as, yeah, this kid, like he, you know, he understands he got it or, um, this girl, you know, maybe we can follow up with, um, with a little more, um, explanation of this concept or whatever, um, that conversation led to. So yeah, we, um, started doing this several years ago and just feel like taking the extra time to have a conversation with a kid is, is just a great way to launch them in the right direction to want to know more about Jesus. Um, Mm -hmm. rather than just having in a big crowd, you know, a kid raise a hand, but they raise their hand because their, you know, friend raised their hand and then there's no follow-up. And so, um, it's, it's, it's a lot of detail, um, but we find it to have great value. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what a sweet way to invite your, the pastoral staff and the greater staff that Mm -hmm. maybe couldn't be there all week, but for them to be able, well, one for the kid to be able to talk to somebody else that's on staff that maybe they don't know that maybe they only see on stage on Sunday mornings and like, I am a big believer of as many people as you can, as many adults as you who are following Jesus, who you can introduce to kids so they Mm -hmm. can see what following Jesus actually looks like as an adult, I think is really important and really great. And so what a gift it is for the kid to get to know 
someone from the pastoral staff or someone from the greater staff, but also for the pastor or the staff member to be able to sit with a kid. And mm-hmm. I I just feel like it's a sometimes it's a good reminder to adults to yeah. be like, oh, this is what it looks like to watch light bulbs go off in this little child's brain and for them to begin to grasp the glory and the power of who God is and what yeah. Jesus had done on the cross. And I just think like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you have oodles and oodles of stories, but I just like how encouraging for an adult's faith to sit with the child and just hear how they heard the gospel. And yeah. so I can just like yeah. imagine how encouraging that would be for both kid and adult. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty special morning. So yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's awesome. Okay. So my last question is now that sports camp is over, what does the debrief look like? What do you do afterwards? Once Thursday hits, everything's torn down, everyone's home. What do you do next? Yeah. So what I encourage our team to do during the week of sports camp is to be observing and taking notes. So mm-hmm. our, our job, the hardest part of our job it is done hopefully by the week that sports camp arrives, mm-hmm. then our serve team, that's their hard week. So we get to walk <laughs> around and observe and watch. And, you know, of course there's some, you know, things, to solve problems to solve and whatnot, but yep. really we get to just kind of observe and, and watch and, and see what's going well, see what maybe we need to adjust. So it starts the week of sports camp and writing notes down, um, of things that we just see that we can celebrate, but also things that we're like, yep, that, that needs to change for the next year. So we start the week of sports camp and then the following week after sports camp, we have a celebration. So we'll go out to lunch. We'll celebrate, um, together, just a great week. And then, um, we will go over our evaluation form. And, um, so what that looks like, and we'll make changes Mm -hmm. for, um, for the current year. So we really break it down to, um, starting with, um, you know, registration or even, um, you know, um, before that, even, our setup for, was our theme good? Was the, you know, Mm. did the Bible stories, um, were they relevant and were they clearly delivered? Um, and then we'll talk about pre-camp. We'll talk about registration. We'll talk about the week of camp, what went well, what didn't go well from, um, from the start of check-in all the way through, um, pickup, um, what went well with our rally and our production part of sports camp. Um, and then we'll break it down into individual sports. So we'll talk about golf. We'll talk about basketball. Um, were the numbers right? Did we have the right people in the right place? Um, was, did we have enough equipment? Do we need to order more equipment the following Mm -hmm. year? Things like that. So it's a, it's a, I mean, it's pretty detailed. Um, and then we'll just put kind of facts, you know, like this is how many kids we had in soccer. We could, we could have maybe done 10 more kids or whatever right. that looks like. This is how many serve team we had for that particular sport. So we'll write down all those numbers and keep track of that and um, what adjustments then need to be made for the following year. Um, yeah, we'll highlight, you know, 
um, maybe some serve team that just were, um, went above and beyond and that we want to invite into a bigger role the following year. So, um, and then we keep that. I, um, I kind of organize it, put it away. We don't look at it for a while. And then of course, Mm -hmm. then about this time, um, in the new year, then we'll get it back out. And that'll be our guide for how, what, how we start the process of organizing for, um, for the next, for next camp. So that's so great. I feel like you can't miss that step. That step is so important to debrief, assess, celebrate the good things, talk about the things that weren't so good and just set your team up for success for the following year. Mm -hmm. So that's great. I think that is so incredibly helpful. Um, and for those listening, don't forget, don't forget that step. Don't forget to celebrate well and talk about the things that didn't go so well. Um, Mm. so that you can only improve. I think that's great. Um, okay. Uh, so I want to know before we ask like the last, last question, uh, how many kids do you think you'll see this summer at sports camp? Yeah. So we, we are pretty much have to be capped out at 725 um, just with our space. So that, um, we, we saw that that last summer and we were pretty Mm -hmm. much at capacity. So 725 kids. Yeah. And, and we probably get about, uh, 250, 275 serve team and that are serving in some capacity. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so great. That's so fun. I'm like, how can I get down there? <laughs> sports camp. Uh, no, that's so fun. Okay. So our last question we always ask all of our guests on the podcast is if you were talking to someone brand new in kids ministry, and this is a big question. Sometimes people get really stumped by it, but if you were talking to someone brand new in kids ministry, what would be your words of encouragement or advice? And this can be summer programming related or just ministry in general. What would you say to someone brand new to kids ministry? Yeah, that is a good question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, you know, I would say that um, you're always learning. Like you, it is so good to always evaluate, whether it's from weekend to weekend or from summer to summer, always evaluating what's working, what, what needs to be adjusted um, to make sure that we're creating safe environments for kids, intentional environments where they're hearing um, the good news of Jesus and wanting to become lifelong followers of him. And so just have eyes to always be evaluating and never mm-hmm. get stuck in, in just thinking that you've either arrived or there's no room for, for change or for trying something different. And it's okay to try something different and say, okay, we tried that and that did not work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, don't be afraid to try things um, to try new things. Um, don't be afraid to fail. Um, and always have eyes for evaluating what, what could be better and what could be done differently. Um, and kids, kids will show grace. And so Mm -hmm. even if you feel like, oh my gosh, we really messed that one up. Um, kids are okay. They'll be okay. You didn't mess them up that bad. Yeah. Um, and, um, and just carry on because what you're doing is good work and, um, and it matters and, um, kids are watching you. And so, 
yeah, just love them well, um, know their name. Um, and I know as ministries get bigger, that's harder to do, but, mm-hmm. um, be intentional about knowing at least some names. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then look at name tags, um, from there on, but to, um, really get to know kids' names, but, um, yeah, it's such a great ministry to be a part of because it's mm-hmm. always different. Um, it's always changing and, um, kids will always keep you on your toes, but it's a place where you can, you're, um, I mean, we can learn from kids and mm-hmm. how they love Jesus and love their friends. And, um, it's just a great reminder of that simple faith, um, yep. that sometimes adults like to complicate. So no yeah. way we don't. <laughs> That's so great. I think those are such good words of encouragement for new leaders and existing leaders as they're trying to lead. Mm-hmm. It's always, I feel like a lot of leaders have been in this space recently pre or post COVID of assessing and saying, are we going to go back to what we did two years ago? And so I think that's always a good reminder to say, you're always learning. You're always shifting things and tweaking things and don't be afraid to try something new and Mm -hmm. fail at it and try again the next week. Like, I think that's so encouraging to leaders. So I'm so grateful for your words. I'm thankful that you were able to join us on the podcast today. I cannot wait to watch sports camp. Uh, (laughs) If people want to watch what's happening on social media or if they have more questions for you and your team what's the best way for people to follow along and connect with you if they would like to yeah so um we are on instagram and um facebook just mhc kids um and then anyone i mean obviously i'd be happy to um to connect with anyone um, via email. And so just kids at missionhills.org gets an email to, to myself. Um, I'd be happy to answer any questions that churches or leaders might have if we can help um, encourage or um, yeah, just help in the organization of a camp that you might be doing this summer. We would be happy to do that. So great. Yeah. That's awesome. And we'll put those in the show notes that okay. people don't are in the car and they're listening and they don't have a yes. pen and paper, uh, we can drop those in the show notes. Well, thank you so much, Kim, for joining us today. And I cannot wait to see what this summer holds. And I'm just really thankful for you as you lead in uh, a neighborhood city of mine. And um, it's always a joy to watch you and your team serve the kids and family so well. So thankful for you. And yeah. Thank you, Lauren. Friends, I am so thankful for Kim and her leadership at Mission Hills and the conversation that we were able to have today about BBS and sports camp and kids camp and all the fun things that we all have planned for the summer months. And so I hope that you were able to learn something, maybe implement something into your own summer programming, planning and debriefing. And I was just so encouraged by Kim's answer to the last question of uh, we're always learning, even as leaders, we are always learning and trying new things and sometimes failing and sometimes succeeding. And so I hope that you were encouraged by her answer and her words of encouragement and advice. A quick announcement. If you didn't know, 
Kids Miniature Circle has a resource that is all about debriefing events. And so if you are looking for a resource to help you debrief from events that you have coming up in Easter, events that you have coming up from for summer, I would highly encourage you to grab that event debrief plan over at kidsministrycircle.com. That will just help you um, have the right questions to ask when it comes to debriefing an event. So you can head over to kidsministrycircle.com slash resources to download that today. As always, we love when you love an episode that you pass it along to a friend, a volunteer, a ministry leader. And we love when we get ratings and reviews from you as listeners that just helps other listeners find our podcast. So we would love for you to rate and review the show, click that subscribe button and follow along because we've got lots of fun episodes coming your way. If you want to continue the conversation, you can head over to Kids Ministry Circle on Instagram and Facebook. As always, we hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll see you next time.